Welcome to another episode of Plate Stack Chat. It's Tom here, joined by Jason. We don't have Sam this week, unfortunately. Sam's not very well. So first of all, just want to wish Sam a quick recovery, and it'd be great to get him back around the Plate Stack. But joining us this week is another podcaster. It's the voice, the host of Fuel What Matters UK, Simon Davis. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on, boys. But I should say before we start, I only came on for Sam, so oh no well I'm, I'm sorry maybe you know we can try and like dial him in but we'll do our best to kind of like make up bring, for it bring him in from his sick bed <laughs> uh, it's great to be here it's lovely to lovely to see you both yeah i mean you know like i say we're three podcasts collide here really with uh jason and uh crossfit bath podcast talking fitness for myself and then fjord matters uk i mean you're one of the three kind of regular voices on that podcast aren't you simon yeah, it's great. It started as a little um, podcast podcast project. Well, obviously, it's a podcast project, lockdown project with with uh, James Shields and, and Cheska Bagley. So we're all based in Oxford and we've had a great time doing it. We've, we're about, I lose track now, 45 episodes into it. And we just had some great conversations with some really interesting people from all over the world. So yeah, long may it continue. I now wait for the decline that you're going to have some not so great conversations with some not very interesting people. Welcome to Plate Stack Chat. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say you you really have some uh, some astronomical cr- names within the CrossFit space on your uh, your podcast, uh, Simon. So uh, welcome f- f- to a different experience with the likes of uh, uh, Jason and, and myself this week. But it'll be lots of fun, I, I guarantee. <laughs> But uh, before we kind of like get kind of get into it, I mean, I, I, one of the things I want to say is like, you know, we're, we're a few weeks now, gyms have been reopened, but classes have restarted. And before we kind of go any further, I know following Jason on social media, which is uh, at Jason CF Media. Is that right? That is right. Clearly you follow me because yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that just rolled off the tongue. You guys are not only back into classes at CrossFit Bath, but you're in your new facility as well, which is looking uh, super exciting. It is nice, and you've you've seen that facility before it opened. Um, I did. So yeah. you, you've managed to see it before and after, and you have also seen how close it is to my house, <laughs> which is definitely making consistency a better thing for me. Did you have some say in that, or were you just happened to be living next to a, a warehouse? I imagine it's a warehouse. All CrossFit boxes are in warehouses, right? Yeah, it, it's best described like an aircraft hangar. It's just this. Oh wow big hangar with sort of uh, two slot two roller doors at the front um so it, it does look like your kind of classic crossfit box kind of uh, from both the outside and the inside happy coincidence that it's so close to my house and it's sort of tucked away in that i had no idea there was anything there <laughs> so it's uh yeah it, it's a nice little little location little big location but it's yeah it's beautiful do you actually work for CrossFit Bath, Jason? No, no. I wouldn't be allowed to say all the things I say here if I worked. For... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm freelance. That's uh... that, that's one of the things that's interesting you're saying. It's like a warehouse. To, even though it's so close to your house, you didn't know it existed. I think that's the often the case, like pretty common for CrossFit boxes is that getting the word out that they exist is like challenging and most people i've spoken to are kind of like they either saw it on netflix and sought it out specifically or they saw like half naked people running down the road and were like where are they coming from (laughs) 
or they saw it on Netflix and then basically crawled into a shell and thought, I'm never doing that for about five years until their mate's wife persuaded them to give it a go. Is, is that you by <laughs> any chance, Simon? That was it. Yeah, that's how we started. There was a group of us. Um, basically, we went down to tax. So, Tom, you might know uh, Lucy Hosey. Have you ever yeah, met yeah. Lucy Hosey before? So Lucy Hosey, now Lucy Brisk. She married a good friend of mine um, coming up to... No, I'm losing track of time now. Two years ago? A year ago? uh happy how many year, ever years it is guys uh but yeah she sort of dragged us down to the crossfit box well what was then a crossfit affiliate it's de-affiliated de now and yeah we had a great time when we finally went down there but i spent most of my 30s kicking myself and thinking i wish i'd discovered this when i was in my 20s because certainly probably would have made me a lot more consistent in my training than i am now yeah, and I think that's. I was going to say, like, have you uh, made a made a venture back regular? Are you getting back in the box now regularly since it's reopened? Yeah, fair bit. I mean, I'm a teacher, so this is a pretty difficult time of year for teachers at the best of times. And then uh, this isn't the podcast to go into it, but certainly this year, the government have made a proper cluster of education and thrown a lot of random stuff back on teachers. So I'm sort of juggling that. But I actually managed to invest in an assault bike during one of the lockdowns. I forget which one now. So that's keeping me honest. I've got a little sign in my kitchen at the moment. It says 150 cows a day for a week. So I'm giving myself a seven day challenge where in any which way possible, do 150 cows on the assault bike. So whether that's in sprint intervals, just chipping away at it or yeah, doing 50 at a time. So that's well, what, while you're teaching your uh, kids on Zoom, right? Or is it all back in? Are they all back in school now? Oh, no. Yeah, we're all back in school. Like, yeah, we're, we're back in. So it's yeah, pro proper juggling life now. It's horrible. And, and the many roles that they give you. But like you say, maybe not the podcast or, or the place for it. But yeah, I can completely understand you must have your, your hands full. And, and you, you've mentioned there about how you try and kind of keep yourself accountable with the air bike at home, which is cool. And, and Jason just needed to get the whole gym to move that little bit closer to where he lived. But uh, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to kind of like chat about, because I think it's Jason and I have definitely spoken about it and Jason's mentioned that he's been to gyms and stuff in the past. And Simon, I'd be keen for you to know from you, like, like, have you dabbled in fitness in the past? Do you find that CrossFit is suddenly like, actually, I'm, I'm, I seem to be sticking with it a lot more than I did things in the th things I've tried in the, in the past. Oh yeah. I mean, like the thing I've really liked about CrossFit and I don't do it to any standard at all. Like, you know, there are still, some pretty fundamental movements that I can't really do unless they're heavily scaled, but it's just the all over strength and the all round fitness that you develop. Like, you know, you, you genuinely get such a great cardiovascular development and your energy systems get so sort of balanced and regulated, particularly if you do all the diet stuff around it as well, that it genuinely does just help you be a better person day to day. And my, my biggest motivation when I go down and do a workout is I just tell myself I'm doing this today so I can do it tomorrow. You know, whatever I'm doing, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to be, you know, particularly given my sort of upper body strength and whatever the guy who's doing Fran in some ridiculous time when they're Eric Rose's age. But I do want to be the guy that when I'm in my sixties, still being able to bash out 50 burpees over a bar relatively relatively easily you know in, and that sort of thing and, and that's that's the joy I find in it and I just never knew about these movements so like before when I was doing fitness I thought I was doing fitness like you know I go out and I'd run and then I come back and I wouldn't stretch and then I would probably think well I've had a run so I can have like an entire tub of skier and the skier must be good for you right because it's 
full of protein, not knowing that, you know, if you eat too much protein, it just turns to fat anyway. So, I mean, I was clueless really before I, before I found the athlete center and yeah, it's, it's just helped me. It's made me more confident, more balanced, as I said, just, just loving it. And it's a great community as well. It's, it's the community around the sport. That's the real, the real payoff. My weekend is usually a run without warming up or cooling down and then <laughs> rewarding myself. So nice. I'm, yeah. um, I think I've realized where I'm going wrong in my <laughs> training. Yeah, sorry. I realized I probably sounded quite pious there. Like I know what I'm talking about. I don't, but you know, this, this gym malarkey seems to be quite fun. I've got to stop referring it to a box as well. James will kill me if he's listening to this. He'll be like, we're not a CrossFit box anymore. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I'm going to say it. Like again, it's the, the beauty of it being on this podcast and not the CrossFit Buff podcast. I've never liked the term box, like CrossFit box. It just, I, it's just never really sat well with me. Um, I, I use it when I have to. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a gym or a facility. I don't, I don't mind. Or a warehouse, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. The CrossFit it, warehouse sounds, sounds better. I like the CrossFit facility. It sounds, Sounds legit. Yeah. You know. Tom, you're a scholar of CrossFit. You must you must know where box I, I was just thinking, I was like, where where does like the term box come from? And I can only assume it comes from the idea that way back in the day they were like pretty bare facilities. It wasn't full of machines or anything. It was a it was a box with kit like free weights that you could just move around in it, right? A literal Rather, box. Yeah, rather than being kind of like somewhere with a fixed floor plan with like, there's your leg press, there's this, there's that. And let's be honest, a lot of the larger kind of super gyms, super boxes, whatever you want to call it, have a mixed mixed facility, right? Where they actually do have those machines as well. So I don't know whether you call it a box, whether you call it a gym. I, I, I get, you know, some people are like, oh, if you're calling it a box, it's because it's a CrossFit affiliate. But I'm like, I don't think they've managed to like trademark box as well. <laughs> uh jason what about for you like you know so you know simon's been very kind of like uh i guess uh thought provoking there saying like i do it today so i can do it tomorrow and and definitely for me i always talk about longevity but i mean is that something that, that speaks to you as well yeah I, I would think my master would be more i do it today so i don't get a text message tomorrow is <laughs> probably more accurate um yeah i i mean I, i've said it before i'm not super competitive a little bit of competitiveness comes out sort of during a workout, I guess, but I, I, I do do it kind of for the longevity and to, to, to stay, I, I guess I've always, I've never really been into sport. So historically I didn't really play much sport, which meant I went to the gym to keep fit. Like I wasn't playing my brother, every sport on the planet, he will play. And that's how he kind of kept fit. I would go to the gym because, but, over the years it would be yeah you know six months at this gym and then get bored stop going or still have a membership and not go that's probably the worst one right the most annoying one is when you just keep spending that money because you're gonna go back right i mean i'm gonna go back one day but um <laughs> i hate that whereas with crossfit now it's like four years maybe and it's just been consistent throughout um you know, the most time I've had off is maybe a week if I've been away or something. And and even then, if you if you do go away, probably you're going to try and drop in somewhere just to, to to scout out another facility, another CrossFit facility as they call them um, now officially. But yeah, that I 
I don't know. I, 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 I don't think I have the motivation though. This is the problem. This is what lockdown has revealed to me. Somebody said earlier that they invested in a, in a bike for the, for the lockdown. I'm like, the good thing about a lockdown is I didn't have to touch one of those horrible bikes for almost a year. That was great. Um, so I left my own devices. I probably won't do anything, but when you've got the different people from the different classes I go to or the owners of the box saying, where were you? Then I feel like, Oh, I better show up because otherwise people are going to be asking questions. <laughs> That's incredible. So they'll, they'll literally text you and they'll be like, Jason, we noticed you didn't bother coming to a class yesterday, or we noticed you normally work out on Tuesday mornings. Where are you? Get down here. Yeah, I, I get a lot of, no, I don't get a lot of messages because I am there, but I will constantly be tagged into any class that I've missed. And recently I've, my schedule has shifted. I know people listening to this know this um, because many of them have called me out on this, but I, I was historically 8 p.m. for a couple of years. Uh, and now I split my time between the 10.30 a.m. and the 8 p.m. class. And when I'm not at an 8 p.m., oh boy, do I know that I wasn't at that 8 p.m. class. You do CrossFit at 8 p.m. at night? Yes. After I've worked all day, put the kids to bed, then it's 8 p.m. And, and the worst thing is that split of time is it's like backwards. It's not the way I'd want it to be. What would be better would be early in the week to do the 10.30 and then later do the 8 p.m. But the way my work schedule and my wife's work schedule and all that syncs up, Monday, Tuesday, it's 8 p.m. And then starting on Wednesday, I'm at 10.30, which means I finished last night at nine o'clock, got back home, you know, a little bit of rest. And then by 10.30, I'm back in for the session this morning, which is not enough rest, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. you got, yeah, you got, you got bones and ligaments of steel, I tell you. Yeah, but PR'd my snatch today, so I'm happy with that. So you see, obviously works. There you go. Jason, I've got to ask this though. I'm fascinated by this. When you say, when you say they'll send you a text, yeah, is that is that because you're mates with the guys who run the box, or is it the sort of thing that like when you're a new inductee to CrossFit Bath, they'll be they'll go around and say, and if you don't show up, we'll send you text messages to make sure you do show up because that to me sounds like CrossFit just might be a cult. No, yeah yeah well that's true no i would say um for if i get a message from a like one of the coaches it's that's more due to the kind of i, I was gonna say friendship i don't know if they're my friends but, but friends who like to see you hurt yeah um that, that isn't like to every member that is just because of you know because i i, I suppose because i'm in contact more often with them anyway because of the podcast and other little projects i'm working on and stuff so um I, but but i would say it's more it's much more the other members that kind of keep you in check uh, and i and i know so i did my intro um kind of course with my wife so we just did like a two-on-one session with with ollie um but i know those that have done the like the intro classes they generally kind of create a WhatsApp group and they sort of start keeping each other accountable. And then very, very quickly, you find yourself sort of going to regular-ish times and, and those kind of people. And, and I think it's because it, you know, Tom, you said it's sort of a friendly kind of in a bit of a friendly banter type of way. And it is that, but I think it's also because I do it to them. <laughs> so, it, you know, if, if I see 
Rob's not there. I know Rob, you'll listen to this. If I see Rob skip to work out or you know, got a goring strain because he decided to go and play football instead of going to CrossFit, which was a big mistake. Uh, you know, the next week when he's not there and we put the workout in, oh, you can bet he's being tagged in any Instagram story or sending him a message. And and we we often actually talk about the workouts before. Like now that I go quite often 1030, I'll get messages from the 8 p.m. being like, oh, how, how was the workout? What weight did you use? Or, you know, did you use a rower or a bike? Rower, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, I just think it's, um, yeah, it, it's just something that it's what I found helps me to stay consistent with my training. Um, and then all the like all the benefits that you get from being consistent with your training, I'm getting that. So that's great. Uh, and I know for many people, that is what makes them train, right? Because they get all those results and they're like, well, I've gone stronger and I've gone bigger and I've gone faster. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that too. But even though I know I'd get that by training with like that motivation just coming from myself, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Yeah, It's 34 years and it never happened. <laughs> I feel like it's safe to say I'm not that guy. I, I know, um, Jason, from talking to you, but also having you on Talking Fitness, that you not only stayed connected with people during lockdown, you actually grew probably the connections you had because of the role you play running the CrossFit Bath podcast. Simon, what about for you? Have you kind of like had to say rekindle um, gym-derived friendships? Now you're kind of getting back in or did they sustain through lockdown? Yeah, I think like they sort of sustained really. I mean, we sort of kept in touch a bit, sent each other workouts and that sort of thing. I mean like my, my closest friends I know from the gym, I kind of know from other walks of life anyway. Um, so, you know, we, we believe it or not got other things to talk about other than CrossFit. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it, it, I think it said something to the community of the athlete center, like in terms of just like people you might see on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, like you just go down there and it's like, you just pick up where you leave off, you know? Um, and that's great. And obviously like getting to know Cheska and James really through zoom, you know, I, I I knew James obviously as the as the owner of the athlete center, but he's become a mate through doing a few what matters, and same with Cheska as well, and, and getting to know her, and um, so that's been awesome. And obviously, like we, a couple of people at the at the athlete center actually listened to the podcast, and that's been cool to be able to talk to them about it. And we started doing this fast fuel thing now, alongside few what matters i mean it's the same thing basically but like you know listeners will come on and they'll just talk about their stories and that sort of thing so it's been cool to kind of build that into the community aspect of it and yeah and new members as well i mean this i don't know what you guys have found at your at your gyms uh boxes facilities but like the amount of people who have been like re-signing their memberships or joining up for the first time coming out of lockdown it really is like there's like a hunger for it i think and you know, and probably I, I'd say I would I would hazard a guess that things like Pure Gym and uh, Fitness First have probably taken a hit because people have realized so much of what you might do there, you can do at home. So if you are going to join a gym, you want something like CrossFit, you want something like your boutique fitness because you can actually, you know, meet people, have a bit of a community behind it as well. So that's definitely working out for us. I know, uh, Jason. You've mentioned you've had a lot of new members, right, at Bath? Well, you've got the space for it now, right? You've had a, you've had been uh, stifled for a few years working out of the uh, football club. Yeah, I mean, well, even there, 
I mean, I, I think it's true, the, the whole lockdown thing, that as soon as that kind of, as soon as the restrictions started to ease and we went back in the first time, there was like an influx of new members and they did have to cap how many they could take on because it just, because of the, again, the COVID restrictions and like having to limit class sizes and making sure everyone had, you know, their own kit and kind of enough area to, to work in safely without being too close to other people. Uh, they had to, to obviously cap class size and then that cap membership as well, because it would get to the point where, you know, if half the members are like on a waiting list to get into a session, uh, then what's the point? Uh, yeah. Now that it's expanded already, some of the class sizes have sort of doubled and then they're having two coaches at, for that class. Um, and it, it just looks like it's just growing and growing at the moment. But I think it's, again, it's that combination factor, isn't it? People that have realized health is maybe more important than, than they thought because they've seen what happens during a global pandemic. Uh, people that were just maybe got sick of being stuck at home and having to work out at home and just wanted to go and try something new. And then I guess even the kind of CrossFit, I, I reckon, has a, a better reputation now than, than ever before because people do see it even more like general population start to see it in a, as a kind of a health thing, mm. not just a, like this, whatever the games is. Uh, whereas in the past it was kind of notoriously, Oh, don't do CrossFit. You'll just get injured. Don't do CrossFit. That's dangerous. They don't, you know, have good form or they just do lots of reps very fast. Um, and I guess it's probably all of those factors kind of merging together and then the world sort of starting to reopen. That's just uh just tying in, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's a theory. Uh, it's a theory. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose I, I mean I've seen people as well say like, uh, you know, yeah, like say, fun let's call it functional fitness is becoming really popular, and you can try and do it on your own, um, or you can, or PTs are very much adapting the, uh, adopting those methodologies, and I've seen people say like, PT session will cost you like maybe thirty to forty quid an hour. Well, I can get five, six, seven sessions coached. Not it's okay, it's not one to one, but in a good gym and a good facility, that coaching can be really effective. And then you get the benefit of doing it in a group where, and you know, Jason, you've and, and Simon, you've talked about the benefits of having those those people holding you account or pushing you or just giving you a bit of banter. So um, I can definitely see, yeah, that we're going to see people picking it up. Yeah, I tried to uh, I tried to sell it to one of the lads at work the other day. I said, "Oh yeah, you should come and try out this CrossFit and stuff. It's ba it's basically functional fitness." And he goes, "Oh, functional fitness. When am I going to use that?" Oh <laughs> uh, well, and, and this comes back to I think I'd, maybe it was before I hit record, right? That we're such a bubble, right? You know, we we think that like. Oh, who, who doesn't know about everyone I speak to knows about CrossFit. It's like, that's because you're already talking to other people who either have spoken to you before or already inside the bubble. So it is still, it is still relatively small, but it's definitely growing. I can't tell you what's going on here at, here at Didco. I've actually only been in the gym twice since it reopened in April. So could, couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. How come you haven't been back? Um, a variety of reasons. First, my, my membership was actually on freeze because of an injury, and I didn't realize that they'd unfrozen it because they just blanket unfroze any mem frozen memberships. I thought I'd still got a couple of months. Um, and so I went in like, I also don't know what programming I'm doing yet. Like I'm not doing the classes. Um, in fact, I don't think many people were doing, well, the classes weren't running. Right. So, but, um, a lot, a lot, like the majority of people seem to be doing their own programming, um, rather than say following like a, 
a box program. Um, and then I just keep picking up injuries. So like uh, my knee seems to have improved. And then I was just, I seem to have picked up tendonitis in my Achilles. And I'm like, I'm not even being training. Like what the hell's going on? <laughs> so, and then I t- so I'll tell you, I just think I'm getting old or I'm not looking after myself enough. The weekend was, I have more rest days than I don't, right? That's the thing. That's what I mean, right? So, um, but I've also like, it's just having that structure of like, if I know I'm doing the right stuff, then I'll have a rest day. But there, for, for more years than I can remember, it's always felt like I should be doing more than I'm doing. And that's not healthy. But um, yeah, I, the week the weekend was my birthday. And on so on Saturday morning, I tweaked a muscle in, tweaked a muscle whilst washing my hair in the shower. And it's still sore now. And now's Wednesday. So I spent my birthday weekend shuffling around, feeling like I was in my 50s, never mind in my late 30s. <laughs> so yeah, that's impressive because full... you've not got that much hair to wash. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had it cut as well. <laughs> Many happy returns, mate. How old are we? Uh, 36. So, uh... Oh, I mean, that explains the injuries right there. Exactly. So anyway, I feel I'm going to be quiet because I'm not bringing much positivity to this discussion. But uh, yeah, that's that's that. (laughs) Well, I I think I'm going to pick apart a few things now, uh, unbox some of this. So uh, going back to like the coaching side of it, I guess, is I guess that that is the key element, right? That's what makes or breaks a CrossFit facility slash box. That's what makes or breaks uh, whether or not you keep going i feel that and you know ollie spoke about this when he went on chalking fitness and and that the, the fact that we had this horrible facility for a long time and yet mm. the membership grew told you that it wasn't the facility because there were other places in bath that were obviously a lot nicer to train in but what was missing was perhaps the community and the coaching right um and whenever if i have to pitch crossfit to someone i will talk about the coaching because mm. i'll be like you know, if, if I'm doing it as a, it's a gym, it's a really expensive gym then. Like if you're just selling it as a gym membership, well, why am I paying this much for my gym membership when I could go to global gym and pay this much? Like it doesn't make sense. But if you say, well, imagine if you were paying for a personal trainer, it's going to cost you this much, but here, yeah. Okay. You're sharing your trainer with a few other people, but you're still getting that. You know, if the coach sees you doing something, they will come over and tell you what you need to do and improve, and that will be specifically tailored for you. So that's great. And then on the having members kind of give you that accountability as opposed to it necessarily being the coach. So if you've got a personal trainer and your personal trainer is just on your case all the time because yeah, you, you need to show up, you need to do the work, but they're not doing the work, right? Like they're shouting at you to do more burpees, to do more pull-ups, to do more laps or whatever, but they're not necessarily doing it with you, right? As a personal trainer. But when the other members of the box are saying, hey, you've got to be there, you've got to do this, you've got, they're also doing it. You're suffering together. So it's not as annoying <laughs> when they're telling you what you should be doing because they also have to do it. You know? Like if they're going to say, oh, you need to put a bit more weight on the bar, you can guarantee they're also having to put more weight on the bar, right? No one is saying mm-hmm. that to you with a, a barbell clearly loaded far too light. And then my final thing for you, Tom, on maybe why you need to be back in a facility then with the injuries is the scaling options. Uh, and, you know, we scale for ability, but we also, but that ability can be that I don't have the skill to do a muscle up, or it can be that my body at the moment has you know, this limitation because of injury or whatever, 
and I can't do the movement in the programming. And a good coach will be able to give you an alternative that will have a similar similar stimulus, but avoid you know causing further damage to to your injury. I remember when I had a problem with one of my calves and it was like push press or something. I just I cannot do this because every time I'm like putting any weight on my foot and they're like, grab a box, sit down. You just do them, do some strict presses on the box. I was like, oh, that's, mm. that's good. So I managed to do the whole, whole world. All the other movements were fine. And it was just that one movement that I needed to change, but it let me get the workout in. So there we go. I've yeah, it's a really good point. Cause I probably, can't I, I perceive that I can't do what I want to do and because I'm not a coach because I'm not I don't have that expertise I end up doing nothing instead and I probably want to do what I can't do because I can't do it right so that it's a little bit of a uh, a vicious circle and having that external expertise of, of a good coach would just be like right what you need to do and, and it's like the whole thing of like why one of the things I think that first got me into CrossFit in the first place was always just the workout was on the board you don't need to think at all about what you're going to do because it's written down and then you've got the coach to be like for you you're not going to overhead squat you're going to front squat or you know oh you've got an issue with your calves go on the rower instead of running uh things like that and and yeah no I I definitely need that and I, I keep thinking about trying to find that like external um assistance as it were yeah it's interesting isn't it i think there's so, there's so much of that in crossfit where it's kind of like you got your rx or you got your scaled and then most people you know if they're not injured will go in and they'll look at the scaled and if they've got a bit of an ego about them they'll be like i'll do rx but so many people will do that and end up doing their body and i think more really like efficient personalized scaling and people being okay with that in crossfit and probably gyms and boxes be more explicit with that is probably the most sensible thing to do is where the sport needs to go next i've, I've said this a few times on fuel what matters i my, my biggest concern as the sport grows and i think it's great under the new management they want to make the games really good and like aspirational but you know if you imagine a kid wanting to be cristiano ronaldo so they go and kick around with their mates they're, they're using the same materials Cristiano Ronaldo is, even though clearly they're not of that ability. And that's my fear with like, you know, particularly like young lads or, you know, older lads or indeed older ladies, younger ladies with, with egos going into gyms. They'll think, well, I know I won't be able to do it as fast as Justin Medeiros, but at least I can give it a good go using the same kit. And you'll just have them piling on stuff because they'll go straight to the RX and they'll just end up doing themselves in. And and actually, like particularly in gyms where the coaching isn't probably as good as it is at CrossFit Bath. I mean, you know, you've got literally like the best in the UK at your facility, haven't you, Jason? In terms of in terms of coaching and organisation of CrossFit. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's a bit of a fear of that. I think we need to do more in CrossFit in terms of getting people to leave ego at the door basically tom i'm saying you're an egomaniac mate you need to just <laughs> i think out of all of us i've been doing crossfit the longest and it's definitely took me a while before i kind of realized that rx was not the goal so you know yeah. it was probably like 2016 which was two years in that i moved to a facility where i was like i'm chasing rx and then it was probably you know a couple of years ago that I realized I was no longer chasing RX. Um, I was just 
running from injury. <laughs> oh yeah, but even even I to be honest, I don't even know what the RX for most things are. But I know when we've done workouts together in the past. I mean, you're a beast in my eyes, mate. Whatever you're doing at the moment. So <laughs> you know, if you if you're doing half of what you're doing now. Uh, well, we'll see. I'm, I'm doing a fraction of it. But uh, just talking about numbers and stuff. Um, so I've trained a few times at CrossFit Sirencester. And I know when I've been there, and it might not always be the case, but it was at least on one occasion that I was there, they didn't put numbers on the board. So there are many different ways, like as in when they, they wrote the workout up, but then not, it didn't say next to it like 60 slash 40 or 40 slash 30 or whatever it might, the, the male, female split might be. And actually what happened? So we, I think we were doing like push jerks or something like that or, or split jerks. It's like the coach, and it was a small group, right? But the coach then went round and, and had a conversation and had assessed and was like, all right, I want to see you at kind of like, you know, 90% or 80% of your one RM. Do you know what your one RM is? Okay. If you don't know your one RM, we're going to start you at this way. And so, you know, that's, that's another example. I think of that really good coaching of like um, bringing in the correct stimulus. I think as well, because of the open, we have this um, like mentality of this is RX and this is scale. And they're like two things and you pick one. We're actually you're an individual so if you're training for yourself for longevity or for your other sport that you do or whatever it is you might be pick and choose it within a workout so we we did a workout on uh, on monday and it was like rowing so that was fine it and we were told okay there were um like reverse lunge, uh, reverse goblet lunges and they are supposed to be heavy so the the rx is 32 kilograms so i was like okay I, I don't really have a problem with lunges. So that was fine. I can do that weight. But the other thing was push presses again. So Tom, you know, I hate complaining about my shoulder, but like that was, I think 40 was the recommended, but we were told that 40 should feel light. It was an ascending ladder. And we're told when you're in the double figures, you should still be going unbroken on that weight. So I did not do 40. So like everything else in the workout was RX, but I reduced the weight just on that one movement because the stimulus was that it should be it should feel light and i think that's the key right those numbers have relevance because if, if you come in and it's like saying 60 for a clean like for me that's a no that's a quite a, a heavy clean <laughs> but for a for a lot of people there that is quite a light clean right and that's what they're doing for reps and that's what you need to be told is like right that 60 should feel really like you should be cycling that barbell are you doing that well no i was doing it in singles all right you've you've missed the point of this workout pick a weight that allows you to do it so you can do multiple reps kind of thing but as you're right it, you need that conversation it needs to be a yeah. conversation that you can't you can't just walk it you know as much as we say like oh just walk in look at the board that's your workout go mm. no you, you you need or you just need to really understand the stimulus of a workout it goes back to like the classic discussion of or oh, crossfit you don't do real pull-ups you're like no you you do kipping pull-ups when you're doing lots of reps of pull-ups but like when you came and we trained together at crossfit bath we were doing weighted pull-ups and they weighted were chins. weighted chins Proper straight because it was friday by day yeah so <laughs> you know it's it's completely dependent on the stimulus yeah you just need to know what the stimulus should be and then how you what you what you need to do to achieve that with your ability 
Yeah, and like if you're not doing something like Linda, it's probably better to go lighter than heavier anyway, no matter what you're doing. Mm. I was going to say, so did you know that RX stands for either prescription, I think it stands for prescribed or prescription. It's shorthand for prescribed or prescription. And really what that prescription is short or prescribed for is prescribed stimulus, right? So it is, you might have a weight there, but it's so important whether it's verbalized or written on the board or on the app that you're following that says this workout should be. And it's like, um, so I, I follow CrossFit Lynchpin every so often and that has in there like if it's for for time workout um it's got a like okay superhuman robot should be hit in this time domain kind of average robot this time domain everyone else this time domain and then you also get a video from like pat sherwood with his dulcet tones just explaining like oh this is a a cool little ditty and you're like that was not a ditty (laughs) their programming is amazing yeah, yeah. Really good. Them in the hand plan as well. Just yeah. can I quickly say on the RX, that's really helpful knowing what that means. I always thought that was shorthand for recommended exertion. Oh, maybe it could be. Oh, okay. Oh, I could be wrong. That was always my <laughs> theory on it. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I feel like we've gone a lot broader than just motivation here, but clearly it, it's a lot that there's a lot going through our minds all the time, right? It's not just a kind of like, I've got a gym membership and every so often I'll turn up, you know, we put a lot of thought, a lot of energy into it, but it's been good. It's been good to kind of like bounce, bounce thoughts and ideas around. So Simon, thanks for joining us uh, around the plate stack this week. Uh, you know what? It's been good. We should get you back next week. Thanks. Look forward to it, boys. But Jason, good to speak to you as always. And I'll catch you soon. Thanks, lads. 